0: Hello, world, and welcome to the Money, Life, and Limitless Possibilities podcast, where we help you build a bridge over roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. I am your host and head cheerleader, Rhonda J. Williams.
1: You always have to have something to fall back on as to why you're doing this that's more important than the numbers. Like we mentioned earlier. For me, my why was my daughter, right? Uh, so I knew if this was going to take me three years, four years, or eight years, I had to stay the course because it wasn't all about me. It was about my daughter and security for her. So that's the first place that we start uh, with their mindset. And then.
0: Hey, 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 family, welcome back. Today's episode is sponsored by Exodus Financial Education Group. This is my company where I provide financial education, personal development, coaching, and training to corporations, individuals, so that they can go forth powerfully towards your goals and money in life without limits, consistently be able to navigate life's roadblocks, whether they're seen or unseen, and be empowered to get everything that is needed to be your best self. So if you're joining me for the first time on the podcast, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are in the right place. We go by the belief here that it is absolutely positively possible to be limitless in money and life. And each week on the show, I share information, insights, and inspiration around what I call my five keys to limitless possibilities. And if you'd like to know more about all this limitless possibility stuff, I break it all down on episode number eight, and I will put a link to the show notes in the show notes for that episode. All right. So I've been talking about my group coaching program that's coming and it's coming, I promise. So I'm putting it together right as we speak. Again, I'm teaming up with a great friend, colleague, beautiful woman And we're getting together to bring you a power-packed experience. So I'm going to be putting up kind of some preliminary information on my page. So that is going to be forthcoming as well. I'm super excited. Um, But yeah, so let's get into today's show. So I'm always excited, (laughs) as you can tell, always excited. But I got a great guest with me today. She's also a member of my Money Magic Circle of Friends. And she's a friend, she's a colleague, she's a sister just on this road, on this journey towards purpose. And I'm really excited to have Dr. Ann James with, here, with me today. So just a little backstory on my guest today, kind of where we met. So we actually worked together. We met initially on a project that we were both hired on. And I was training coaches across the country to um, work with veterans and non-veterans. And so she came on the team, her and four other people came on at one time, and we called them the Fabulous Five. And they were just that. Um, Their level of excellence, professionalism, and resilience was amazing at the time when we brought them on because we needed them to get in and get it done. And she was one of those. And from that moment, we have crossed each other's paths just um, as we furthered ourselves professionally, as we furthered our purposes and our businesses. And I just keep showing up in rooms where she's there. So I know I'm, I'm on the right path in her as well. So I've got her here to really share her story. She has an amazing story. So as you see in the title, we're gonna talk about how she conquered the battle over her finances and paid off, from roll please, Over $300,000 in debt. Like, I haven't even heard this whole story. So I'm I'm excited to hear all the juiciness today as well. So we're going to be getting into that today. All right, so let me formally introduce you to Dr. Ann James. So Dr. Ann James is originally from the great state of Georgia, my home state, and began her career as an enlisted member of the U.S. Air Force, Over her military career, she has held numerous positions, including personnel administration, financial management, and eventually she was selected to serve as a reserve officer training corps instructor, which prepares young men and women to become commissioned officers in the Air Force. While serving as a financial officer, she was responsible for executing multi-million dollar operating budgets within the U.S. and overseas, after 21 years of proud service, she retired as a commissioned officer. And in her continuance of service, she now is the founder and CEO of Financial Freedom Battle Buddies. Dr. Ann is now on a mission to educate and equip military service women and veterans to renew their mindset, regain control over their behavior, and reclaim confidence in their ability to manage their money so that they can live a life full and free
2: all right dr ann welcome to the show drum roll drum roll drum roll drum roll roll.
1: Thank you so much Rhonda. I really appreciate you giving me the time to be on your show. Girl,
2: congratulations
1: to you on launching Thank your you. podcast. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's absolutely.
2: Awesome. It's been a fun ride and I'm just a, I'm happy to have you with me on the ride. It, it seems like we keep riding together. I told a little bit of that um when I told how I met you, but I how we keep ending up on the same road and the same car. So I'm excited. Okay. That we are yes, we are both following our passions, following our dreams. So I'm excited to have you on the show today. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I agree, man. We do keep seem to be bumping into each other, right? Running into these same circles. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I, I think consider it's a good it thing. confirmation. I'm like, oh my okay, God, I'm I must be in the right place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah. All right. So you have an amazing story, and so I was like, oh, my God, I have to bring her on to talk about her story, kind of the work that you're doing, and just, you know, how you are just taking over or winning the battle, conquering, helping people conquer their finances. So I want to just really get into it. So we are really getting into your story again today and how you conquer, how you conquered (laughs) <laughs> your road to financial freedom, and how you paid off, OMG, over, not just 300000 but over $300,000 worth of debt. I'm just like blown away. So um, what I would love for you to do is actually... I'll be honest, sometimes when I, when I hear people's story and it's, the numbers so high, I'm just kind of like, no, nah, wait a minute, what is this all about? Is this person, like, already financially savvy? So I want to hear your story, but I want to take it back kind of to the root. Like, were you always financially savvy? Like Beyonce said, did you wake up like this? Or, <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> what's the back story, like, from the very beginning? Girl, girl, no,
1: I ain't wake up like this. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, if we're going to take it all the way back where it really started for me was, you know, I'm the youngest of three siblings, the only girl to a single mother household, you know, and my mother, she always did the best she could for us. and um, But she also instilled in me the fact that I'm going to give you what you need. It may not necessarily be what you want, right? So if you want something extra, mm. you're going to have to go get it or figure out a way to find, you know to, to do that. So uh, with that you know type of mindset that was instilled in me by my mother, I decided to join the military right after high school. Um, my oldest brother was in. I had visited him, I liked what I saw. And I knew that, you know, I wanted money for um, traveling and for college i should say i wanted money for college and i love to travel and of course to you know step out on my own you know when you don't want to live under people's rules and roofs and follow their rules you want to get out on your own right so that's exactly what i did so um but it was really above anything else to get money for college because like my mother always said if you want something i can't afford to give you you got to go get it for yourself so that's what i did and um So I joined the the military after a few years um, in the Air Force, the world's greatest Air Force. um, I found myself stationed overseas, you know, away from home, and I thought I found the love of my life. (laughs) Uh, You know, I ended up getting um, pregnant, and then we subsequently, you know, got married. And then all in the same short period of time, we unexpectedly got divorced, (laughs) Um, so, wow. and that's the thing about a lot of, yeah, a lot of military marriages, you know, it's hard, You, it's hard. Um, so, you know, with that unexpected divorce, it kind of, you know, took me back to what my mother always, another thing my mother always told me was that you always have to have your own and be able to take care of your children. You know, that independent, I'm a very independent person, that can mm-hmm. be to my detriment sometimes but you always have to be in a position to take care of your children. So once I found out, you know, hey, this marriage has ended, it's going to be about me and my daughter, I just knew that um, I didn't want my daughter to want for anything in her life, right, because of something I couldn't afford, you know, living off of one income. So that's really when I took a look at my own personal finances. Girl, at the time I had – Credit card debt, I wanna say probably about over twenty thousand. To top it off, I had a car, Rhonda. Yeah. I couldn't even drive the thing, girl. I couldn't oh, even goodness. drive it because had a loan, a high interest loan on a car. I couldn't even drive because it was a stick shift. <laughs> right. And I relied on my then boyfriend, and then husband, then ex husband to drive it because I didn't know how to drive a stick.
2: Oh. But I was making
1: big payments. That's crazy, right? But I say all that to say I had to get my stuff in order, you know, now that, you know, it wasn't just about me. You know, I had this little one I had to uh, take care of. So then I really focused on, you know, get, just focusing on my finances. At the time in the military, on military installations, I should say the chaplain offered Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. So I took that and, you know, I kind of drunk the Kool-Aid. Um, about Dave Ramsey. I love Susie Orman. You know, I always said, I'm going to be the black Susie Orman one one day. And it was really through self-education that I learned how to start the fight, you know, over my finances. And I'm so glad I did, Rhonda, because later on when my daughter was about, so I want to say she was about four or five years old, she was diagnosed with at the time what they call developmental delays what they now call autism. So, yeah, so that really, uh, once again, it rocked me, man. I was like, no, nah, I can't. I, I I can't continue to live the life that I live. And, and I wanted to get out of the military, right? All before this time, I wanted to get out. But I was afraid to get out because I was used to the financial security of it all, the benefits, you know, for my daughter. So I was afraid, so I decided to stay, even though I was unhappy. You know, I knew it was bigger than me. So, yeah, that's really where it all started for me. So, no, I didn't wake up like this.
2: Wow. You you said so many juicy things there. Oh, yeah. man. So, I think what I'm hearing is, you know, I love that your mom gave you that go-get-it attitude because so many things are formulated in our childhood, the messages we hear, you know, our experience, and some of those things really kind of settle in us and drive us mm-hmm. in the direction of our past. So that was really interesting to hear. And I feel like I heard two really pivotal points for you. Like you said, um, you started with that, what your mom placed inside of you, and you let that be your driving force. And then the divorce and your daughter were those two really pivotal points that drove you you know, in the direction of uh, self-educating yourself to really make that yeah. make those changes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. where it all started for me, and I haven't, you know, looked back since. Has it been easy? No. Has it been perfect? No. Um, but you know, once you set your mind on something, on that big picture for me, that's what kept me in it. You know, in the long term. So yeah.
2: And then I put this in all caps. You said afraid to get out. Even though you weren't happy, like that is a whole another podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many things? And I understand that it worked out for you. You, you know, even though that was it, you made a choice to try to make that work. But how many other of us are just really in something and afraid to get out because of that paycheck? That paycheck every week. That um, consistency. And sometimes afraid is really about not knowing how, right? Sometimes fear is based in we just don't know how to do different. And have you seen that um, in some, of, some people that, you're, that you've helped now, that they're just kind of where they are because they're afraid or they just don't know different? Oh, man, definitely. I mean, Rhonda, you hit
1: it, right? Like when I joined the military, I was, okay, I'm going to do my four years and I'm out of here. <laughs> right, that was my plan. I'm gonna get this money for college. this g i bill, and I'm out. Well, like I said, things changed um, and I made a decision, like you said, it did work um work out for me, but yeah, I definitely see you know the clients that I work with, you know some are still in the military, and some have transitioned out. they're um veterans, but yeah, those that are still in the military is. It's the same thing. It's like they're used to that first and the 15th paycheck, that security that comes with it. They're used to all those benefits, they're traveling everything, all of the benefits that we get from serving um, in the military. So you get used to that lifestyle, and then you start to think in your mind, well, I'm not going to be able to get this on the outside. This ain't all bad, even though you might have a desire to do something else, right? We might have a desire to get out and start our own business or do whatever, but because we have settled and become complacent uh, with the financial part of the military, It makes it hard for us to step out sometimes with things that we wouldn't have already done. And for those of my clients that are already out, you know, once again, it's used to, they're afraid because the military was all they knew, right? So how can they adjust? What what do they adjust now, especially those that didn't retire, that don't have, you know, the constant paycheck, that don't have the recurring benefits? You know, how do they adjust to the civilian lifestyle? How do they adjust to, you know, a workplace full of civilians that don't talk the language that we talk in the military? So, yeah, fear drives a lot of my clients' actions or inactions, I should say, when it comes to, you know, gaining control of their financial situation.
2: Right. And I know we both spent time as financial coaches helping veterans. And yes. I I was new to the veteran world uh, on that particular project, and of course, you know that was that was your life. But you know, I was blown away with the idea that that conversation wasn't being had. Like there wasn't a strategic conversation going on mm-hmm. to help people to say, yeah, you've got you've got income coming the first and the fifteenth, you have got benefits, and here's how you maximize that. No one was talking mm-hmm. about that up front. No one was talking, you know, and saying, Hey, here's how you make this work for you in the long run, rather than just kind of taking it as it comes. So in in your in the work Yeah, like nobody was really doing that. So in the work that you do, are you having that conversation? How are you broaching that?
1: Oh for sure. That's how financial freedom battle buddies came into play. (laughs) Right? Because like you said, in the military, they don't prepare you for life outside the military, I feel, right? Um, when you're about to get out, whether it's separating or retirement, you have to go through what's called this transition assistance program. And They're revamping it and stuff like that, but it's more so about, you know, interviewing skills, finding employment, you know, that type of stuff. They don't prepare you for, okay, this possible loss or decrease in income, this loss of benefits, how to, you know, maximize your you know, the money that you do get for whatever job that you do land. So I definitely, that's my mission is to reach back now that I'm retired and just to, for those that are still serving, just to be like, wow, look at the security as you have and help to plan for your future outside of the military. And that's the thing. Transition from the military is inevitable. It's going to happen whether you serve four years, 20 years, or 40 years, you're going to eventually have to get out, right? <laughs> so why not plan, use whatever time that you have to financially prepare yourself for when that time comes? Because that's one thing that I knew once I made up my mind was that, okay, I'm going to do these 20 years but or 21, but when it's time to go, it's time to go. Ain't no ifs, ands, but about it. They can offer me a promotion. I'm not going to take it. When I transition, I don't want to have to take a job unless I want to. You know, I just knew what I knew what I knew. But all of that came from planning ahead of time. I knew that, so that allowed me to plan for, you know, my eventual transition. So, and that's what I'm trying to instill in my clients, whether those that, you know, haven't made the transition or those that have already have to help them to continue to prepare for their civilian life as well.
2: Nice. So you you mentioned uh, your your program, your process, your company. So tell us, Mm -hmm. like, the key parts of your process as you work with uh, military, those who are in and those who are transitioned, those who are on this other side. What are the key parts to your process that you use as you work with clients? Yeah, I would say the key processes
1: that I work, um, use with my clients, Rhonda, is first I start, you know, with making up their mind, you know, their mindset, right? For me, I really think, and that's why I start there with my clients, it all begins in your mind. Yeah, we can focus on the numbers all day, and we get to that, right? But you have to have a starting point to be like, okay, why am I even doing this? What's important to me? What's my why? You know, because once you determine that, then when you're on this journey to financial freedom, because that's what I call it. I call it a journey, not a destination. But when you're on this journey to financial freedom, you always have to have something to fall back on as to why you're doing this that's more important than the numbers. Like we mentioned earlier, for me, my why was my daughter, right? Uh, So I knew if this was going to take me three years, four years, eight years, I had to stay the course because it wasn't all about me. It was about my daughter and security for her. So that's the first place that we start uh, with their mindset. And then from there, attacking some of those limiting beliefs that they may have around themselves or their lifestyles that they may carry over um, um, into handling their finances, what I call looking at their money memories, right? How do those memories – shape the actions that they take. Um, And from there, that's when we, you know, once we determine your why, then we get into it, right? We get into what I call the battle. And basically, you know, it starts with believing with yourself, you know, having the confidence to do it. You know, I'm a big believer that confidence does come in the doing. As you're working this money situation out, um, it does get better with time. And another concept that I believe with the doing is that it's all about progress, not perfection. You have to be flexible. Progress, not perfection. So, yeah, so we start there, and then it's just, you know, we just really get down to the nitty gritty. You know, how much income do you have coming in? How do you allocate it? You know, that type, type stuff. How do you set goals and learning how to save? Those are all of the things that I work with my clients when they come to me.
2: Now you know you you're all up in my lane with the mindset <laughs> and the limity, like Okay, you. I mean you. Yes, no wonder we. I'm talking in the your range. language. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So I want to I want to backtrack just a hair. So I'm I'm picturing mm-hmm. you in the military. you in your like you say your turning points. How many people? What was the conversation around you? You know, it seemed like you saw it. You were like, okay. I see this is happening. I've got – I'm clear about what I have to do, and I've made a decision that I'm going to use the military to pull this off. Talk mm-hmm. about the people around you. Like, were they looking at you like you're weird? Like, were you having these conversations with other people? Like, what was that like for you?
1: Wow. Yeah, it was um, It was different. You know, a lot of people, they looked at me as to, wow, how would you do this? Can you, how – can you show me how to do it? Like it's like you pay cash for your car. Who does that? Well, your girl over here, because I don't like car payments, especially, mm-hmm. Or yeah, or people look at it as like you so stingy. That's now my family. They quick to be like you. You so stingy. You frugal. You hang on to those coins real tight type stuff, so, you know, I just heard it all, but I'm like, okay, whatever, holler at your girl we, in a couple of years, where y'all still working, and I'm over here, you know, on vacation somewhere, so yeah, I had a lot of, you know, comments, but I think the biggest thing for me is when other single mothers look at me and be like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it, too, that's what drives me, just to show others, it doesn't matter if you're married, it don't matter if you're single, you know, what matters is, okay, you got a made-up mind, and you got a plan to work with, and you stay focused. That's what matters. Not the income that you have. The amount is what you do with what you have that matters type stuff. So that's those type of people are the ones that drive me, those other single mothers that look at me and be like, if she can do it, I can do it too. That's perfect because,
2: you know, the – It will be, you know, negativity, and you got to just let as best as you can, just let it fly over your head. Like I've been called, Miss Moneybags is the one that comes to mind (laughs) the most for me. I even have a money bag from a training. I was like, you know, I was like, they were giving out money bags. Let me get one because I have been called. Now, surely I do not have tons and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like I don't know where that came from, but, yes, I have been called. (laughs) Money bags, like with an attitude, like that's really a good name. You know what I mean? But okay. I all that with an attitude as well. But oh yeah, so you know, bring you up a I good did... point,
1: Rhonda. You bring up a great mm-hmm. point. Excuse me, in that, like when I would go home and when I was in the military, you know they think military people got money. You driving a new car? Are you doing this? You know, can I? Can you loan me this? Uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't got it. Uh, I ain't got no husband over here. I ain't loaning nobody nothing. <laughs> so it's those per- outside perceptions, you know, that people have of you, not knowing what it took to get what you have.
2: So let's let's hear about this three hundred thousand. How how did you <laughs> <laughs> conquer wow. this thing? Wow! How did you conquer this battle?
1: Wow! Yeah, like um. Uh, yeah, it was a battle, man. But, you know, um, once you, you know, set your mind on something, you start knocking off those enemies one by one, right? You just knocking them out the way. So, you know, I just really started, you know, with my credit card debt. There's anything, you know, I'm really into, you know, with the snowball method. You know, there's so many methods of paying off debt, and it's just the one that I follow. It's not saying that it works for everybody. But I get I'm so laser focused, you know, I focus on one, everything that I had, I threw at that debt. And I mean, any type of extra money that came in, Rhonda. When I got tax refunds, or when I used coupons at the store and I saved money, I threw it at debt. And birthday money. Anytime somebody gave you some money for my birthdays, I threw it at debt. Anytime I got promoted, this is a big thing for me, too. And I share it with those um, that I work with. When I got promoted, say, like when I was in the military and I went from enlisted to an officer, right? That's part of my story, too. I still live as if I was enlisted on my lower rank oh. because that's what I was used to. So all this extra money that I had from promotion went towards my debt. So um, it's just really about getting laid to focus. Another thing that helped me run this is when I was deployed. I got to deploy to Iraq for a year in 2009, and this lady she recommended that I read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's about real estate mm. um, because yeah. my. Yeah, my home at the time, I was renting it out, you know, because I had moved, you know, military would move a lot. I had rented out a house. I mean, I'm sorry, I had rented out my home, and she recommended that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And there was a book and a quote in there, or the concept was about looking at real estate as income-producing assets, right? And that just it just blew my mind, meaning that, you know, have somebody else paying off your house, you know what I'm saying? That positive cash flow type of thing. So that really um, helped my trajectory. And just once again, just saving all the money when I was deployed, we get all this extra money, Um, that type of stuff. I wasn't spending money. So I just was saving it all and just throwing it at my debt, throwing it at my debt. And believe it or not, when I transitioned out of the military, I actually took a job, <laughs> and that's one of the – everybody was surprised. At. I was like, I ain't going to work for nobody. Ain't nobody going to be telling me what to do no more type stuff. But I actually took a job because I wanted – I had figured it out by looking at the amortization table. If I was able to – I had a $180,000 mortgage. If I was able to pay off X amount every month, I can pay it off in like three and a half years, right? So I took this job just so that I can take all of that paycheck, the paychecks that I was making from that job and throw it towards my mortgage. So it's really about focus, Rhonda. That's really what it was for me between paying off my house, my rental property I ended up paying off, which was 110, the uh, credit card I ended up paying off, and I've also paid off my primary residence here in Las Vegas. But it was really about focus, man. It was about Laser-focused action, focusing your mind. And all the while, Wanda, I didn't go without. Everybody see my Facebook page? I'm on vacation. (laughs) I'm living it up on cruises. My daughter didn't go without. I'm spending time with family. I didn't deprive myself, you know, because I had it all built in, part of my budget, but I knew what I wanted to do, and I wanted to get rid of that mortgage because I wanted to maximize my retirement check. I didn't want to have to work or do anything and stuff like that. So that's really the key for me was getting laser laser focus on it, knowing what I wanted and setting my mind to it and going after it.
2: Wow, you have really blown me away. That is amazing. Yeah, that is laser yeah. focus 10x. Yeah. Like That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So... But what let me let me let me be a little bit of a devil's advocate. Like how you work with people who are not as disciplined as you are, because clearly you are amazing. Like you are gifted and talent and blessed and all those things in the area of discipline. Like it's a gift for you. But what about those people? How do you work with people who are not as disciplined?
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody's not like me. I know that. So I meet my clients where they're where they're at. You know, if you don't have a disciplined mindset, that's fine. We work with what you do have. You know, we just take baby steps. And my big thing is, you know, that progress over perfection. You know, I help them to see as they make whatever step that they make, it's big for me to encourage them to celebrate those wins, right, so that that gets you hyped, that helps you keep going. And then that disciplined mindset comes over time. It ain't something, like I said, I didn't wake up with a disciplined mind. Um, It's something that I had to work through, and it came with time. So that's fine. Individuals that don't have the, you know, most of them don't. That's why they seek out help, right? So it's through their actions over time, doing stuff consistently, making mistakes and reevaluating, being flexible, enjoying life. That's another thing, you know, that I help my clients to see You have to enjoy life. You don't have to deprive yourself. You can cut back on some things to get to where you're going, but you don't have to go as extreme as I did, right, and just go all in. If you do, that's great, but it's not required because everybody's journey is not the same. Everybody's battle is not the same. Everybody's starting point is not the same, and that's okay.
2: That's perfect. Like you said, just meeting people where they are. And and giving yeah. people, you know, the space. Like, I'm sure you explain your process and your program, and then it's like, okay, now this is what worked for me, but let's mm-hmm. see where you are. You know, so I love, mm-hmm. love, love that. Because a lot of times, exactly. again, it can feel like, well, that that worked for her, but that's not going to work for me, and that's not what you're saying mm-hmm. at all. You're just like, nope. you know, hey, let's figure this out together. So that is, exactly, because it has to work for that person, Rhonda, or they're not going to stick
1: with it. Yeah, it has to work for their situation. It can't be cookie cutter and be like, okay, you know, follow these steps, you know, and stuff like, yeah, we can follow these steps, but if we need to adjust, we adjust. And that's the thing in the Air Force, we always say that flexibility is the key to air power. So flexibility is the key to financial freedom in my book. So, you know, I just keep it flexible.
2: And I love that you put in there that it's a part about enjoying life as well, because Sometimes this road can feel all about deprivation and denial. and mm-hmm. But it is about finding that balance. And I, I say the same similar thing that, you know, we have to figure out what works for you because you're the one that has to walk this road, not me. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. So what are you up to now? I know about um, – Financial Freedom Battle Buddies, but I know you're doing new things, and you've got a podcast coming as well. So uh-huh. let's see what you're up to now. What, what's the next phase? What's happening?
1: Oh, you know, putting you on blast.
2: Style. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. As I mentioned, you know, Financial Freedom Battle Buddies, that's, uh, you know, is my business where I offer, you know, my one-on-one coaching Um you know, for individuals that just need that assistance to come up with a very customized plan based on how I did things, but it is, you know, um, it revolves on their journey and not mine. And some of the things that are coming up, as you mentioned, I'm working on a course, Um, you know, with everything that's going on. Meeting people face-to-face, which I normally do when I work with my one-on-one clients sometimes, but also virtually. But I do realize that some individuals prefer, you know, self-learning. Hello, that's what I did, right? I didn't want to go to nobody for help. I wanted to learn on my own. So I'm working on a course that will be that's called Conquer Your Coins, and basically it was just to help individuals to take back control of their finances and to reclaim confidence in that they're able to manage their money effectively. And the last thing that's um, in the words, hopefully by the I'm not going to say hopefully by the end of the year, will be my very own um, podcast where I'm going to be once again talking about just listening to different people's financial freedom stories, and also helping individuals to learn how they can go about conquering their mind, their money, and their life. So that's really just a couple of the small things on Walking on Ronda.
2: <laughs> I love it. Awesome. <laughs> So um, tell me, so you know about the five keys, you know, I base everything I do on my five keys, the limitless possibilities. So how have any of them helped you on your journey? Wow. I would say
1: the mind, the one key, and um, correct me if I'm kind of paraphrasing it, if I don't get it co- totally correct, but the one key is to know what you want, right?
2: Yeah, to know getting what, clear about you know, what you want. Yeah.
1: There you go. Getting clear about what you want. And you have to know why. Why are you doing this? Why? Why do you want to I want to get out of debt? Well, why? Right? I want to improve my credit score. Well, why? <laughs> you know? Why are you doing these things? What's the driving factor for you um when you're doing these things? So that and these are the type of questions I ask my you know, I have to ask myself then and now. Right. So along my journey, I was like, OK, and well, why do you want to get out of debt? Why do you want to get out of the military? Why is that so important to you? And once I knew that, I just had to keep going back to it and reminding myself when I wanted to quit. There was a time I was like, man, I went on spending sprees, budget out the window, man. I You know, I'm like, I ain't doing this. I'm tired, right? <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I am like, I'm tired, man. I went crazy for a minute there. Not long term debt why I didn't you know, I didn't do too much damage, but it damaged, but it was out of my but knowing my starting point, getting clear on the reasoning behind my actions really set the foundation and was key for me to help me conquer the battle over my finances, knowing what I want clearly.
2: And yeah. it's number key number one for a reason, right? Because that's how <laughs> we kinda start the road, start our journey just really being clear. Motivation and value is is the thing, like you said, it is the driving force. It's it the is. thing that we don't talk about a lot. You know, we just kinda think about what we want, like, oh I want a car, I want a house. Mm-hmm. We think about the thing but we mm-hmm. don't think about the motivation and the value behind it, and again, that is the driving force. So, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. It is. All it right, really so this is. has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming, and I've got one last thing that I ask everyone to do. So I ask you to give us your name and tell us your key to limitless possibilities. Just one. <laughs> it can be whatever okay. you
1: want it to be. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. My name is Dr. Ann James, and my key to limitless possibility is to have a made-up mind, getting clear on what you want and going for it, because having that made-up mind is going to help you when things get hard down the road, that it's there that you can fall back on so it can continue to drive you. So if I had to say anything, yeah, that's my key to limitless possibility is starting with a made-up mind and determining why you're doing what you're doing.
2: All right, again, thank you so much for joining. Like I knew part of your story, but I did not know the whole thing for that. That gave me, you gave me some life over here. I, I feel like, okay, let me get back in the battle. <laughs> okay. So this has been amazing. Has Put been your armor on. You Put so your armor on. Yes. Like uh, that's, I was just like, wow. That was like, whoa. I had no idea. <laughs> but um, again, thank you for joining. I've enjoyed our time together, and that's what I have for you, family. So we will see you next episode. Thanks, Doctor Ed. Thank you, Rhonda.
0: And remember, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Rhonda on a mission r h o n d a on a mission as well i invite you to connect with me on facebook at facebook.com slash on a mission and linkedin linkedin.com slash on a mission again thanks for joining until next time friends be happy be joyful and be free